Hello and welcome to a post-game Locked On Penguins edition. Of course, I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And it was a pretty interesting game, I would say. The Penguins, of course, had a set, uh, 3-2 setback loss against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a game that people have been looking forward to for about the past week or so. Um, I still can't believe that NBC Sports Network uh, cannot flex a game like that onto national TV, even though they showed Buffalo and Detroit for an entire game. And that game actually ended up going to a shootout, but still, no one wants to watch those two teams considering how bad they are. And then the, se- the second game of the doubleheader was the Kings, I think, against the... Uh, that wasn't the Kings. It was the Oilers versus the Sharks, I think. So, ooh, yeah, lolly dog. Great, great job, NBC. R- round of applause. Right there. No, said no one ever. Who cares uh, about, you know, that's there's, there's just stupid. But um, I thought overall the Penguins, bad first period, but I think they carried the play in the second and the third. I thought they were the better team for at least 40 minutes of this game. They took it to the Lightning in the second and the third period. Um, I think the biggest, there's a couple of big differences. Andre Vasilevsky came up with some very big 10-bell saves. Um, that's not to say that Matt Murray didn't play well. I thought he was excellent the whole game. He gave the Penguins a really good chance to tie the game and potentially take the lead. All three of those goals were really not savable, I don't think. Um, the, I think the Sergachev goal came off of a... I think it was Sam Lafferty that deflected it. Um, the Stamkos goal, that was just picture-perfect passing, a wide-open net, no chance. And then the Sorelli goal came on a four-on-one, which you... Hardly ever see. Uh, so yeah, Sergachev opened the scoring for Tampa one nothing. Um, of course, two two nothing. Uh, two nothing. I think yeah, it was um, it was Stamkos point. They were just passing back and forth. Penguins looked lost. Malkin was able to make it two to one. Um, and then just what thirty seconds later, that 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 breakdown was unacceptable. Um, that cannot happen. Uh, especially leads to a four-on-one. I don't think I've ever seen a team give up a four-on-one just 30 seconds after scoring a goal to cut it to a one-goal game. Um, John Reno is able to score to make it three to two. Um, and I, I should say the score was not three to two; it was four to two, of course, with the empty netter. It shows how bad I am sometimes. But uh, Marino, uh, but thankfully, folks, John Marino is okay. Um, it looked a little scary. He took a puck. Looked like off the helmet, the cheek area, uh, Mike Sullivan said, it looks like he's going to be okay. It's not a broken jaw, which would be really, really, really bad if that were the case. Um, all the beat reporters are saying, you know, Josh Ailey, Mad Ben, so apparently they've been told that Marino's okay. He's getting stitches. It looks like he's going to make a full recovery. So great news. The Penguins cannot lose John Marino. He scored a goal tonight. He played outstanding. But um, I think... Um, the biggest issue right now for the Penguins, and there really are not a lot of issues with this team. This team is really, really good. They're very, they're placed fine in the standings. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to make a trade sooner or later. Um, the biggest issue is the power play. Um, yeah, big hot take by Hunter, but no, yeah, 0 for 11 the past, what, two games now? 0 for 6 against the Capitals and then what, 0 for 5 tonight? They were, they, they were down 3 to 2 in that third period. They got a power play. Hey, they didn't score on it. Then they get another power play with nine minutes left. Then just a couple, like 20 seconds later, they Tampa takes a delay a game penalty. Oh my God, five on three for what, a minute 35? And you can't even get a shot on net during that, it, it, let alone like any good scoring chances. That's unacceptable. That is not acceptable for how much talent that there is on the Penguins power play. I think Mark Recchi runs it. You know, he should be on the hot seat if the power play continues to act like that because that was bullcrap to watch. That was just completely awful. 
Uh, the power play needs fixed in the worst way. Um, you know, we saw firsthand on Sunday how bad the Capitals' power play has turned uh, this year, and we all know how Caps fans have complained about that. Um, this power play is a joke right now. Um, you don't really see it struggle like this. I think this is the most that it's struggled probably since, what, the Mike Johnston era of Penguins hockey? Uh, it seems like a, a forever, a decade ago, but, it, I mean, you know, it was only about you know, five years ago, which is when it was. And it's just, I don't understand what's going on. You know, I think they're kind of taking Crosby off his normal spot. Um, also, um, I thought Chris Letang was mostly fine tonight, but on the power play, he made some very questionable decisions. And, oh, you know, the Penguins fan base is going to be like, oh, yeah, man, Chris Letang sucks. Chris Letang is bad. He, yeah, he cost them the game. It's just, I saw a great tweet after the game about, um, Chris Letang, and it was someone that tweeted just Jesse Marshall, of course, you know, shout out to him, great um, writer and everything. Someone tweeted to him, he's like, Chris Letang is basically like modern politics to Penguins fans. You either think he's a top five defenseman and a Norris candidate uh, kind of player, or you think he sucks and that he costs the team the game every single game. Which is, yeah, that basically is the nail on the head for this fan base with Chris Letang. You either love him, like you probably should considering how good he is, or for some divine reasons you hate him. Because And you know what? He does drive you crazy sometimes. Hell, he was driving me a little bit crazy tonight with some of the plays on the power play. And I'm open to criticism on him. You can criticize any player if they make a mistake. It's not hard, but you, what you don't really need to do is just troll about it. Oh, this guy sucks. This guy's bad. Take him off the power play. Trade him. Yada, yada, yada. Piss off with that. Just stop. No, that's not that's not happening. Um, he definitely needs more room for improvement on the top power play. Um, that was He made some very questionable decisions, uh, passes, I would say. Um, going, like I think it was one of the plays... He kind of went towards the net and then lost the puck when he should have had, he had a couple wide open players on a pass. It's like Tanger, man, just just pass it. Or the, the, all they really need to do is just set him up for a one timer. You know, he can one time the puck. Or Evgeny Malkin. Evgeny Malkin has a Geno bomb, as we all call it, for a reason. Go ahead and do it. I mean, you know, the power play is just lost right now. And you know, I, I you know I may have to write about it soon, or you know I don't really know what else to say about it. You know, we're gonna have to try to find uh, solutions for it. Um, it's just it's a joke. It's costing the team games. Well, I shouldn't say it's costing the team games since they've been playing really really well lately. But it probably cost the team the game tonight. I think if you were to play that kind of game that the Penguins did um, nine more times, I think you probably win seven of them. You know, as long as the power play is better. You know, I mean, I think the Penguins, for the most part, were pretty good. And, you know, Penguins fans really haven't had a lot to complain about these past couple months. So tonight, of course, this was going to be a game they overreact to because the power play was awful. You know, Chris Tang made a mistake on the power play. Sidney Crosby had a really, really bad game, which we'll get to coming up in the next segment. But... You know, it, it, this, the, the fans, they, they were due for a game to just badmouth the team. And I knew this was going to come um, at some point. But, I mean, there's just, there's really no need to just overreact, I think. I just, this this team is, they're really, really good. Tampa is also one of the best teams in the league. Anyone can see them getting to the Stanley Cup final. Um, they're a team that will make you pay 
um, when you make a mistake. And oh, boy, did they ever tonight. Um, you know, I mean, I also tweeted about the Penguins power play during the game. You know, the Penguins with the man advantage is like me with math. It's just awful in every single way. Yep, I am not a math person. I never have been. I was good at it in elementary school. I sucked at it once I got to the late middle school, early high school, and I uh, failed a bunch of my, a couple of my SOLs with standards of learning tests. But you know what? That's just a fun fact about me. But yeah, that's just that's the biggest thing moving forward is the power play. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Maybe they probably need to shoot more. They need to stop trying to be cute on it. We don't we don't need to be the Harlem Globetrotters here of the NHL. Just, you know, just get the puck on net. Get to the dirty areas, as everyone says. Score a goal. Get shots on net. You don't need to be too cute passing it. Just get some good looks. Get some good shots. You know, maybe change around the personnel on the power play. I mean, I'm not like, obviously takes players off of it, but, you know, just change around maybe where some of the players are. Um, I think they're lacking that that right shot on the power play. I mean, the thing was, like, it's fine trading Phil Kessel because, like, he also has not been that good this year, but they miss his right shot on the power play on the left half wall. That's the thing. And they haven't properly replaced that yet. Um, it sucks that Jake Gensel, of course, got hurt because he was probably producing really, really good on the power play. This was a game where I think they definitely could have used him because I think he would have potted one on the power play or at even strength. But, um, yeah, it's just a really, really big problem right now. Um, also for this game, yeah, guys, uh, you, Sidney Crosby, that was probably his worst game of the season. And, you know, that's actually saying a lot considering that Sidney Crosby is usually on his game about mm, almost every game during the season. You know, maybe a couple other games. But, you know, he's there are not many games where you see Sidney Crosby play at the level that he played at tonight. And, boy, was it bad. Um, it was um, inconceivable. It was unacceptable in every single way. And you know what? He gets a pass, you know. It's not, it's it's whatever, you know. We can you can criticize a good player on your team for having a bad game. He sucked. Like that's what's put, put it plain and simple. He sucked. Uh, he I thought his defensive play in the neutral zone and in the defensive zone was atrocious. I think he missed some of his assignments, which led to the four on one goal. I think the pinch by Latang was poor. That I think Crosby got. Um, I didn't really think he came back and got his man. Uh, I think on. What was it, the Stamkos goal? I don't think that was on. That might have been more on Schultz, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Rui Dool. But, you know, asking Rui Dool to keep playing on his um, offside is just asking for death at this point. Um, I thought in the offensive zone he wasn't his normal self. He wasn't getting a lot of um, grade-A chances like normal. He did have one really big one in the third period, but, man, Andre Vasilevsky was just a brick wall tonight, man. Ugh. I mean, when he's when he's on like that, there are not many goaltenders in this league who are better than Andre Vasilevsky. He's just so damn good um, in so many ways. Um, I just uh, he's just he's so good. But um, yeah, I thought just he'll be better next game, and he knows he probably sucked tonight. There's no probably harsher critic on, on Crosby than himself. Uh, I know he, I'm sure he expects more out of that. Um, I'd be, he'd probably uh, lie to himself if he didn't. But um, yeah, just you know, I wanted to get that off my chest. I already talked about Chris Letang. Um, I think we also needed to have a discussion about Justin Schultz. Um, this is this is concerning. It's been concerning ever since he came back from the injury. It was concerning before he came back. He, he before he got injured, it was concerning last year, and it was concerning the year before that. This is probably the second year now that he's. His play has really dropped off, and you know, we all know some team is probably going to give him a lot of money this offseason. You know, it works in, in the NHL GMs. It only takes one GM. I say this 
Every single time when a UFA defenseman or a UFA forward who's like a middle pairing guy hits the market, they will get overpaid and he is probably going to get overpaid. I think some Penguins fans at this point are at the point where if the right deal comes along to get a top six forward, you can move Justin Schultz. I'm getting closer to being there. Um, he's just, his play tonight was unacceptable. He was not playing good um, on that pairing with, I think it was, yeah, Ruedel. Um, but also it doesn't help. Like I said, that Trab Ruedel is on his off pairing. I don't know why they're not playing Yuso Ricola. I would love for a beat reporter to ask um, why he's not. If, I, if that were my, my full time position, and I hope that, you know, someday once I graduate after this semester, I can be a Penguins beat reporter in the locker room, I would be hopefully the one to ask uh, Mike Sullivan, you know, why is Yuso Ricola not playing on his regular side since you usually preach. The left, the lefty righty on your parents, because also that's what Jim Rutherford preached during last going into this season. He said, "Yeah, we, we just want our defense to be lefty righty." Well, okay, why are you putting Chad Ruido on his off side when it's obvious that he's not nearly as good on that side as he is on his regular side? It just doesn't make any sense. It looks like a little bit of malpractice. And usually, Mike Sullivan is really, really good at setting the lineup. And it just, it just, it's kind of just confuses me a little bit as to why they're doing that. But yeah, Justin Schultz has been a big problem in even strength. Um, his power play time is kind of, eh. I thought, I mean, his first game back from injury, he actually looked pretty good. But I mean, it's just most of his games this year are just, eh, his underlying numbers are bad. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't think that Jim Rutherford is going to trade him. He did, he did say that he likes his defense as is. And I mean, you know, can you blame him with um, Ryan Dumoulin hopefully coming back uh, soon? You know, putting Jack Johnson back on the third pairing. So help me God, that nearly needs to happen. One of my buddies was actually texting me tonight saying, well, you know, I can see them going Dumoulin, Schultz, and Jack Johnson, Chris Letang. I'm like, man, that's not happening. Um, I will I will truly bet my life savings uh, in my account that they do not, and I repeat, do not have Jack Johnson with Chris Letang when Brian Dumoulin comes back. That is coaching malpractice 101. That is stupid. Um, they're going to go to Dumoulin Letang. They're going to keep Pedersen with Marino, and they're probably going to put Johnson um, with Schultz. But I also think, yeah, they need to keep they need to put Ricola back in and maybe try him with Schultz. you got to at least try it to see if it helps Justin Schultz at this point because – um, this has just been this has just been a tire fire with him at this point. I don't understand um, what's going on, but you know his, his play has dropped off. You know Penn's Twitter has not been kind to him lately, and you know c- can you blame them with the way that he's been playing? Um, I I certainly can. Um, I, I definitely can with the way uh, he's been playing. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Penn fans coming down to uh, Tampa. It looked like. There are a lot of Penguins fans at that game tonight. And you know the Penguins fan base always travels well. It's also Florida. Um, I think a bunch of people from Pittsburgh always reside um, in Florida or they come down for the games. You know, it's early February. Some people are, you know, probably using up some vacation days since the Super Bowl just the Super Bowl's over. So, you know, that looked like it almost sounded like a Pens home game. It's definitely going to sound like a Penguins home game when the Pens play on Saturday in Sunrise, which is... Um, I always forget, is it right by Miami or is it Fort Lauderdale? I think it's Fort Lauderdale. I'll have to double check. But yeah, there's uh, that, that arena, almost no one, there's not a lot of Panthers um, sellouts there, even though the Panthers have actually been pretty, pretty good this season. But um, yeah, who else did I think had a um, interesting game? There was a couple of interesting incidents uh, in the first period. Um, I don't know why Cedric Paquette has to um, play the way he plays against the Penguins. He's always been that kind of 
Um, little sneaky, dirty little player sometimes when he plays the Penguins. You know, uh, Eric Chernak was also uh, being a little bit of a, just a baby for some reason. I don't understand why. Now, some of the Lightning players tend to get really mad when they play the Penguins. It's just, it's kind of, um, it's uh, it's always been weird. Um, the, and, but, you know, the Lightning have always, kind, they're kind of, they've been a little bit of a sneaky a dirty team throughout the few years, but um, just outside of those two instances, so there really wasn't too too much. But sometimes they, a lot of times though, that usually will happen in Penguin Lightning games. It's just a couple instances like that where it's like those sneaky little dirty plays. Of course, I remember the Ryan Callahan incident with Chris Letang in the 2016 run where he just um, boarded Chris Letang from behind. I thought he was going to get a concussion. That hit uh, scared the ever living hell out of me. But you know what? I don't need to bash Lightning. Uh, you know, I, I thought um, they played a pretty good game. Uh, I thought, you know, watching Victor Hedman live is just a sight to behold. A player that big and uh, that tall can skate like that and move the puck like that. I mean, wow, he is, he's awesome. You can definitely see why um, he's always in the running for Norris trophies every year and why he, you know, you could honestly probably make the argument that he, he could be a finalist this year along with, of course, John Carlson. Um, who may win it? Roman Yossi has been getting some traction, um, but yeah, Victor Hedman, you can definitely see it as well. He's just um, he's he's that good, and you know the Lightning are also that good, folks. Uh, the Lightning are they're going to give Boston a hell of a run in probably the second round when they eventually meet. I think Tampa would wipe the floor with a team like Florida. I, uh, that would be a fun rivalry series to see. I think they would wipe the floor with a team like Toronto. I think they would beat Carolina in the first round. That Boston series would be a really fun series to watch, though. But yeah. Um, just, you know, it's a, it's a setback of a loss, but it's really also um, not the end of the world. So for this last segment, um, we're going to talk maybe a little bit of a trade talk, just a quick little segment before we sign off for the night. Um, Josh Yelly, shout out to him, had a really good article come out today um, about uh, who he's been told it looks like the top six targets are potentially for the Penguins in trade talk. Of course, the number one one was Jason Zucker. Um, he thinks that um, Zucker is going to be um, the, pe- the, the player that the Penguins get. Would really, really hope so, considering how much Jim Rutherford likes it. I'm not going to reveal the whole list, but one name I will say that I found to be uh, very, very interesting that was on the list was uh, Craig Smith of the uh, Nashville Predators. Um, I did not even know that he's honestly been... On the radar, 30-year-old forward, he has 11 goals, 22 points in 52 games played this season. Um, outstanding possession player. He's at 56% this season, 53% overall. Um, last season, he uh, last two seasons actually, he's been a 21, he's been a 20-goal scorer. Actually, in five of his last seven seasons coming into this season, he has been a 20-goal scorer. Um, Craig Smith is. Um, that's definitely been overlooked by a lot of people. Um, I would also be curious to see if Nashville would trade him. Um, I could definitely see why the Penguins would be interested in him, though. Um, you know, he's another center. He's, he's a right-handed shot, which the Penguins could de- desperately need. I guess a great possession player can put up to good depth numbers. I also wouldn't be shocked to see if Jim Rutherford potentially goes not after just Jason Zucker and gets him, but then maybe circles back to get Craig Smith as well. Um, he did say, I think, in an interview that it might not just be one winger that he actually gets at the trade deadline. It might be uh, two. So, you know, and that wouldn't surprise me. And that would make for some interesting uh, roster decisions um, for the Penguins, you know, considering that the whole fourth line right now is 
um, an AHL line, but all the all three of those guys right now on that line are not going to be in the lineup uh, once the Penguins hopefully get fully healthy if they ever do. You know, we never know at this point. Um, you know, I think we reached the point again where Alex Galchenyuk cannot be played again tonight. He was just absolutely awful. There was some talk he looked like on Twitter before the game that he was going to get scratched. Um, that was quickly um, put to bed as the lineup was announced. Um, Sullivan, of course, didn't announce anything before the game, saying, of course, the lineup is a game-time decision. That's nothing out of the ordinary for Sullivan to do. He always um, likes to do that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I really like uh, Craig Smith. I mean, look up his um, ca uh, cap as uh, cap because I actually do not know that off the top of my head. So right now he actually so Craig Smith would actually be a rental for the uh, the Penguins. His contract is up after this season. So if they were uh, to get him, uh, I doubt they would resign him. He is making four point two million um, against the cap. So you know nothing nothing too too bad. I I don't say. I, I think it's fine if you um trade uh, trade for him. It would be interesting to see if David Poyle would make a trade. Um, and trade one of his a good player like that, considering that the Predators are still in playoff contention. But still, that's why the deadline is about 17 days away. We're two and a half weeks away. We did see a trade last night with Toronto kind of making a desperate trade by trading for Jack Campbell. And for some reason, they took on Kyle Clifford for more grit and toughness, which can't believe is a thing and still in 2020 in hockey. But you know what? Some GMs, and even a DM like Kyle Dubas. So that's kind of weird that he would not. Uh, Make a trade for that. But um, that's all I think I have for you guys today. Um, we'll have another episode tomorrow, maybe the mailbag part. You know, we'll probably preview the game against the Panthers. That should be a fun game. And the Penguins, of course, will return home next week. I think four of their next five games, five of their next six, will be at home. So some much-needed home games coming up for the Penguins, who are almost unbeatable at home this season. Um, they've been rock solid. So um, expect on Saturday. Um, well, you know what? We'll go into that tomorrow, who I expect to start. I have a theory of who I think... Will and whatnot, I think, uh, well, yeah, like I said, we'll talk about that tomorrow. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. Be sure to subscribe and all that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatnot. Um, also send me some questions from the mailbox tomorrow. I'll also be tweeting that out on my official Twitter, Locked on uh, Penguins Twitter. So um, thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, rest of your evening, whenever you guys um, are listening to this.